more than a pleasure to have joining us the Director of Organizing for the International Brotherhood of Teamsters, North America's strongest and most diverse labor union. Mr. Jeff Farmer joins us. Mr. Farmer, thank you for being with us. Good afternoon and welcome. Thank you very much, Leslie. It's great to be here. Um, I am in Los Angeles. I am very familiar with people who work on the ports or the rails or our drivers. And uh, we are right where I'm sitting. I'm less than three hours, if I got in my car right now, to Mexico. Uh, so uh, Los Angeles, where I live and where I broadcast from, and Southern California are very familiar with workers and drivers, important rail jobs especially, and others that make trips back and forth over the Mexican uh, and U.S. border, which connect uh, at the uh, base of California, like I said, just a couple of hours uh, from where I am. Um, we have talked, maybe not you and I, but folks from the Teamsters about something that I find despicable, which is to try and screw people over and not give them what they deserve as employees, but further to screw them over to get around it, if you will, um, by uh, reclassifying them, reclassifying their jobs. And uh, quite frankly, it's illegal. So let's talk about this. Uh, the port and rail drivers um, have been, first of all, misclassified as independent contractors at XBO Cartage Inc., um, and that's part of XBO Logistics uh, Inc. Um, can you tell us, so people understand who may be hearing this for the first time or that aren't as familiar with the terminology, um, what that mis misclassification uh, represents and if it's not only illegal but an unfair labor practice? a great question, and, and it's, 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 I, the first thing I want to say is that this is a, a complete uh, scam that has been perpetrated by, by these employers for the sole purpose, in, in our opinion, of just cutting corners and, and saving vast amount of money, but essentially shifting the costs onto the backs of working, working drivers and the public. And I think it's important that, that both, when we talk about you know, the, the, what the drivers themselves have to go through in terms of their exploitation, the long hours, the, you know, the, they're, they're, uh, they're essentially they're tied to one company, but the company is, you know, refuses to, to, to classify them as employees. But what that also does is that while it limits the driver's uh, ability to earn a living, it also shifts these costs onto the public. So like unemployment co uh, compensation, workers' compensation, all those um, uh, costs are, are borne by either the driver or the public, and we're in a situation where you know these 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 uh, these these companies you know are, are laughing all the way to the bank. Now, um, you know the, the the problem with with misclassification. The, one of the many problems is that not only does it does it shift these costs, but it also really fundamentally de denies these workers their rights to organize into a labor union. And so, you know, I think nationally somewhere in the neighborhood of, you know, 10 to 15 million workers, you know, do not have the, the, the most basic protections of labor law uh, because, you know, they're, they're, they're so-called, you know, independent contractors. And, and so, um, but the, the thing that we've seen here in California that's just extraordinary is that public agencies, one after another, that have reviewed the, the plight of these drivers and, their, and the conditions under which they operate, has come to, every single agency has come to the same conclusion, that this is a scam, that there's no, that there's no way in hell are, are these drivers you know, independent. They, they take all their you know, direction and orders from the, from the company. And as a result, um, you know, uh, uh, you know it, I think at the, the point is, at this stage of the, of the game, the point is clear, is that 
is that um, it's, not a, it's not a question of if they're, you know, misclassified. It's a question of what public officials are going to do about it. I also want people to understand, we, when we are talking about this port, we are talking about uh, picketing at America's largest port complex, uh, part of the twin ports of Los Angeles and uh, Long Beach and the uh, intermodal rail, intermodal container transfer facility, the ICTF. Uh, that's where trucks um, actually attempt to enter marine terminals and the rail yard. Am I correct in the size and what that includes? Well, absolutely. I mean, the scope uh, uh, of this operation here in Southern California is 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 matched nowhere else in the in the country. And you know, the figure that we you know that we use is that 40% of the goods that come into the U.S. Uh, uh, are are coming in through this port of L.A. Long Beach. So, you know, this is this is a a, a huge uh, uh, economic driver in the in it, certainly in, in California. But it really is a, it's a, it's a, it really is in some respects though a national issue in that at other ports, smaller ports across the country, um, you know it's a similar kind of exploitation of, of, of drivers. And and I do want to talk about that so that you know people understand it is an unfair labor practice. Um, you know they are protest, not only protesting the illegal job classification, but what that does is robs them of their rights as employees. Can we talk about some of those rights so people understand? Because a lot of us are hardworking people trying to put food on, you know, the table and keep a roof over our heads, clothes on our kids' backs, and buy the, all the extras we have to buy for school nowadays. Right. Well, this is this is you know again I've said that you know the, the the number of different you know state, local, federal agencies that have looked at this issue and have all come to the same conclusion and and, and a fairly groundbreaking um, uh, decision you know in recent in recent months the the uh, the the regional office of the National Labor Relations Board the federal agency that looks at employee employee relations uh, came to the determination that. Um, that this was in fact an unfair labor practice, in that it, it systematically and purposefully, uh, you know, uh, did not allow workers to exercise their their rights to form a union, and so um, and so you know they've been cited. Of course, the company has challenged that ruling. The co- excuse me, the companies have um, have have challenged that ruling. And um, but one of the one of the you know one of the key poster childs for you know this kind of you know what we view as law breaking. Is XPO Logistics, and um, and so they they have been cited, um, and uh, it's going to be going to uh, you know additional trials and so forth. This you know uh, in in a few months, but um, you know I think this is you know it's a it's an important uh, thing to understand that 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 you know not only is it is it is it as you say not only are, are we uh, impacting you know the ability of these workers and you know hard worker hard working drivers to earn a living and put food on the table for their families but it's also it's also denying them their their fundamental rights to organize and do something about it and and you know i mean i, I think it, it, you know we're in a situation here in the port of LA Long Beach where we need now public officials the mayors of both cities to step up and say okay enough is enough you know, again, this is not a question of if workers are misclassified. It's a question of what we're going to do about it, you know, as, a, you know, as, as political officials. That's an excellent point. We're going to take uh, some calls if you want to join us, you have questions or comments. We're going to take a quick break and be back with our guest. I hope you'll stay with us. Jeff Farmer, Director of Organizing for the International Brotherhood of Teamsters, North America's strongest and most diverse labor union. And we're talking about port and rail drivers in the largest port complex in our nation. 
Pick up the phone and join us, 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. And go to the teamsters.org forward slash exposed campaign. We'll talk more about it. Jeff Farmer, Director of Organizing for the International Brotherhood of Teamsters, North America's strongest and most diverse labor union. We are talking about the Expo Port Rail drivers from Los Angeles to the U.S.-Mexico border. They're on strike over illegal job classification. Um, But uh, they're not only striking to protest the unfair labor practices, uh, such as illegal job classification. Um, There's retaliation. There's harassment. There's intimidation for having filed claims for wage theft with the California Labor Commissioner's Division of Labor Standards Enforcement. Now, Jeff, I've talked to Teamsters, whether it be um, with uh, Taylor Farms and some other places in California that have uh, fought this battle before and have won because the law is on the side of the employees of the union workers or individuals who desire um, to unionize because that is their legal right. So why are companies like this not only disregarding the law, but the history of the Teamsters' success fighting these very same things? Well, that's a good question. You know, we view it as very short-sighted on their part. Um, you know, a, a quick example uh, from from right here in in the port of L.A. Long Beach was when the recently the, the you know the California Labor Commission. Uh, you know, uh, recently ordered uh, XPO Logistics to pay $855,000 to four drivers, four drivers who had been um, misclassified and had been denied their, their, their proper wages, benefits, and expenses. So that's just a, you know, that just represents the tip of the iceberg. If, if XPO's got hundreds of employees here, you know, operating in the in, in drayage in the port of LA Long Beach. Imagine, you know, the the, the long-term costs to XPO. Uh, so we think it's very short-sighted on their part, um, and that um, you know, it, it already just uh, for you know for I think a total of somewhere in the neighborhood of 16 drivers, the total has been uh, a total award of 4.7 million dollars. So um, you know, the good news is is that the state. You know, has been aggressive and and has has uh, upheld the law, and um, you know the bad news for the company is that they have a decision to make, and that's to that's to change this you know this this scam of a business model, um, or to or to continue to operate and be exposed and be um, you know be uh, sued by their employees. So essentially, the way we're taking this on, Leslie, is is, is really twofold. One is is that individual workers. You know, at, you know, working at companies like XPO Logistics and in, in, in their drayage operations are are able to sue for their rightful wages and benefits. Um, or at the same time, as we're striking, uh, these 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 very courageous you know drivers are striking their you know their company uh, XPO Logistics, and we believe that you know eventually that kind of that one-two punch, if you will, will will um, you know get this company to to understand. But the one thing I, I do want to just quickly add about XPO Logistics is that it's not just a drayage company. It's not just operating in the ports of, of this country. They, uh, they spent $3 billion to buy uh, a, a freight company, Conway Freight, and 19,000 employees of Conway Freight are now, are now all um, 
you know, working uh, under the XPO banner. In addition, they have vast warehouse holdings. So as a union, as a Teamsters union, we're taking this company on in the ports, in warehouses, and in freight. And we're running where we can, where workers are, are properly classified as employees, like in warehouses. Uh, we, are, we are, you know, running National Labor uh, Relations Board elections, and we're winning and workers are having a chance to gain a voice, uh, a voice on the job. One other thing I, got, I have to add, and that is that at the same time that XPO Logistics paid $3 billion to buy Conway Freight, they spent $3.5 billion uh, to, to buy a French freight company. And so we, this is truly a global effort on our part now. We are working with our comrades and colleagues in, in Belgium, in France, in the, in the U.K., and we're working uh, under, the, under the broad banner of the International Transport Workers Federation. So this company, uh, you know, uh, they're, they're going to, you know, they ain't seen nothing yet. And we are, we are coming after them because we believe, you know, regardless of where you work and regardless in what capacity you work for XPO Logistics, that you have an absolute right to form and join a union and to, to win a voice on the job. I want to take some calls. You're okay with that to uh, to answer some questions or comments from our listeners? Absolutely. Let's go to Virginia Line 2 with Ishmael and Manassas. Ishmael, question or comment for our guest? Yes, I have both. Uh, Leslie, this is a perfect example why we need union. I mean, these are ideas of the 1930s where there was no protection for the average worker. You know, the average employee doesn't know about any labor laws, and he can be cheated. And this is a perfect example why we need union. This is a large corporation. This is not a small small company at all. And, it, and it's the fact that they can do this to people, you know, who knows what the next company is doing. So this is a perfect example that we need union. And, 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 and this is exactly what the Cook brothers want, what the uh, ALEC and, and, and Heritage Foundation pushing through all the country for, for the right to work uh, uh, state laws. So this perfect example, we need union. And if anybody doesn't think that, look at this case and, 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 and tell me otherwise. That's a very good point, and uh, did you want to respond to that? Yeah, no, thank you, Ishmael. That, that's a tremendous point. And, and you know, uh, here's the thing, that if workers were given an opportunity to decide for themselves without coercion and, and fear and intimidation, you know, by their employer, we're convinced as a labor movement that, that, you know, millions and millions of workers would take that opportunity and join our union or other unions. The problem is, is that these employers think it's their right to interfere in that decision of, the, of employees. And, and I, I have to say, just recently, we have seen some examples of a decision on the part of XPO Logistics to really essentially play very, very hardball, you know, with workers who attempt to, to unionize. Uh, recently, Leslie, uh, we just won an election in Trenton, New Jersey, uh, at, a, at a freight terminal. The workers, you know, went through that meat grinder of a process. You know, they had to listen to all the anti-union rhetoric and, and, and so forth from the company and the union busters that the company hired. Ultimately, they stuck together, they voted, and they won. Uh, it was a relatively small group. Um, um, and what we saw uh, in the immediate aftermath of that successful vote on the part of those workers was that three long-term uh, employees with stellar track records, of stellar dr safe driving records and what have you, were terminated. What, what, th what did those three workers have in common? They were, they were members of the organizing committee 
that 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 you know that organize the union in their workplace. Now, of course, we we're convinced we're going to get their jobs back. We're going to fight like hell. That process is underway. There's 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 no doubt in my mind that we're going to win those workers' rights, uh, you know, to to get their job back. But it's a it's a calculation on the part of this company that that, that to break the law is advantageous, um, and uh, and you know we're gonna we're gonna do everything in our power to to. But that's an example of you know Ishmael is absolutely right. Workers need a union. Workers want a union. Um, and in this country, unfortunately, uh, that always doesn't uh, uh, mean that they're gonna get a union. And, you know, p- uh, politics don't help when people try and demonize, uh, you know, unions for their own political gain. But I want to talk about politics just briefly with regard to a theme. And one of the things that we see, whether a person's a Democrat, Republican or something else, regardless of who they vote for, is they're tired of income inequality. They're tired of the rich getting richer and the middle class getting screwed. And I want to point out when these workers at the ports, when these companies, freight and warehouse workers um, all of them, uh, they're struggling financially. Yet Bradley Jacobs, who is the CEO, he continues to make millions of dollars on the very backs of these uh, laborers, of these middle-class, hardworking Americans. I want to point that out because, you know, this is something where whether somebody's part of a union, whether they're pro-union or not, uh, nobody is pro the bad guy making more money and the good, hard-working class, middle-class workers getting screwed time and time again. Right. No, this, and you, you rightly point out, Leslie, this, this guy, this Bradley Jacobs, the CEO, is really, uh, in some respects, almost a caricature of corporate greed because what we've seen, I'll give you a quick example. Workers in New- North Haven, Connecticut, uh, warehouse workers who are struggling uh, to, you know, and barely making a, a living wage. In some cases, making as little as eleven dollars an hour, uh, working at a in a in an XPO warehouse in Connecticut. Um, they got together as co-workers and they said, "We need to do something about it." They decided to form a union. They decided to you know to work with 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 our, with our union, the Teamsters. What Bradley Jacobs, his headquarters is in Connecticut. So he came to this this little warehouse operation on three successive occasions. In a chauffeur-driven Cadillac, he comes and tells these warehouse workers that $11 an hour is what the, is what the, is, is the going rate. That's what they can afford to pay. And if you don't like it, you know, uh, you can find a job elsewhere. That kind of corporate arrogance and and just disrespect uh, is you know is just outrageous. This, of course, happens at the same time that he has orchestrated and maneuvered his his own you know handpicked board of directors to um, to essentially enable himself to win a 451 percent salary increase and with you know associated benefits and whatever over a, a, a very short period of time this guy is 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 essentially um, you know doing all he can to uh, to uh, you know make a you know <laughs> to, to line his own pockets at the same time that workers are struggling to make a living and his pay has increased 997% 
just amazing. I mean, you look at this company, XPL Logistics, they're globally, uh, publicly traded, globally. Yep. Uh, they, um, you know, would they have their subsidiaries together, uh, one of the top trucking companies that service the ports of LA and Long Beach. And they have customers, I mean, they're not going out of business anytime soon. So it's not like they're crying poor. Obviously, I mean, it's pulling up, like you said, uh, you know, in, in that and those types of wheels. Toyota, BMW, Procter & Gamble, Sony, these are just some of uh, the companies. I also want to point out so that people understand, we're not talking about a handful. We're talking yeah. of over 100,000 uh, misclassified short-haul truck drivers. That doesn't include everybody. I mentioned just the truck drivers over 100,000, correct? Yeah, it's a it's a vast vast uh, you know workforce that that you know services the the ports of the of the U.S. and and again as you pointed out earlier you know uh, Long Beach L.A. is kind of the epicenter and and so we believe that if we can you know change this unfair system you know here in Southern California that it will be a con- a contribution you know to to winning. Um, you know, in the in the fight for you know you know workers uh, wages and equality, uh, to uh, you know all across the all across the nation. But I also I just want to stress again, you know how excited we are um, be, to work with uh, our allies and you know and colleagues in 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 uh, in, in the rest of the world. You know, X, XPO while it's based in you know in Connecticut is a global player, and and uh, so we're working with these global unions. Um, and we're all in this together. Uh, at, at, a, at a shareholder meeting, the company uh, attempted to, to, to create a division between the Teamsters Union and the European unions by saying that, you know, well, we have a good relationship with our, Euro- our European uh, unions, uh, but we think the Teamsters are out of control. The response on the part of the European unions was to say this, that if, you, that if you're not talking to the Teamsters, you're not talking to us that we are together as family in this fight, and we intend to, uh, you know, to, to win uh, not only in our individual countries, but we intend to win worldwide. So that, you know, the old, the old expression, you know, workers of the world unite is, is, has never been more, more, more needed or more true than it is today when we, we take on global employers like XBO. Uh, and I want to reiterate uh, some of these facts once again. These, these are workers at seven locations. There are six freight terminals, one warehouse that have formed. They they formed their union as Teamsters, uh, despite the XPO, as you had mentioned. Uh, th- they spend, what, hundreds of thousands of dollars that hire $3,000 a, do- a, a day union uh, busters. And despite that, I mean, this is guts. These are people that want their job, love their job, want to be a part of this union, and love the Teamsters and what the Teamsters does for them. And the company continues. Uh, to attempt to deny the workers their right uh, to uh, organize. So I, I want to point that out once again. $3,000, if look, they, they, they're saying we can only pay you $11 an hour. Well, we'll pay people, union busters, $3,000 a day to fight your legal right to unionize. Yeah. And let me, let me just tell you a quick story out of, the, out of our freight organizing. Can you imagine, you know, like, you know, those, you know we all work, you know, like uh, our, our, our normal work days or sometimes longer. And, and, and then the, but imagine what these XPO drivers have had to put up with. Not only the, you know, the, the fear and intimidation created by these union busters and these captive audience meetings or whatever, but they've actually done, you know, full shift ride-alongs. So you're a driver of a truck, and you have somebody sitting next to you now from the company uh, who, whose sole mission is to persuade you, to browbeat you into being anti-union. 
and to intimidate you as you spend your entire workday having this, you know, having this this other individual in the cab with you. It's outrageous, and these kinds of tactics, um, you know, are, are are intimidating. You know, they're 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 unfair. But they, they, but again, they, they, the absolute incredible thing here, as you point out, Leslie, is that despite all that, you know, these workers, you know, stuck to their guns. They, 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 they committed to each other, and they, they carried out, and they won. Now, here's the problem: is that you know, it uh, under under, the, you know, this this system of labor law, these companies, <clears throat> while they fight the union, and the workers in the workers' interests. You know, in the in the organizing process, then they then they also they also try to uh, if they if they lose as these as XPO has done, then they try to delay the process of, of negotiating a contract. They try to drag out the you know and 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 perhaps you know file objections to the election or or whatever they can do you know quote unquote legally to uh, to to delay you know the inevitable and uh, and so. You know, not only do these workers have to stick together during the organizing process, but that, then it's then it, they have to stick together um, and uh, and win, you know, their first contract and so forth. So, but we're, you know, the good news is that we are we are at the table now. Uh, literally, I mean, today as we as we talk, uh, the, you know, the the warehouse workers I mentioned in North Haven, Connecticut, are sitting across the table from their employer, negotiating their first contract, and um, you know, they're sticking they're sticking together. And we're you know we're we're seeing that in the in the in the freight terminals as well. That, that's uh, they, excellent. You know, XPO can only do so much. They can only go so far in trying to stop the you know the you know the process of of and the desires of these workers. And you know we're they they you know they have a strong ally in us, and and we are just every single day impressed by their courage and determination. We are too, Jeff, and uh, we thank you for taking the time. I know you're quite busy. Jeff Farmer, Director of Organizing for the International Brotherhood of Teamsters. Some information here. The website for the XPO Exposed campaign is teamster.org forward slash exposed. Teamster.org forward slash exposed. Go to their Facebook page, like it, read more about it on the campaign there on facebook.com forward slash XPO We Are Expo. That's XPO W E A R E E. Expo, we, we expo, we are expo. So expo, we are expo. And then for the Teamsters, visit teamster.org. Maybe you want more information, not just on this, but maybe you're looking to unionize or get a great job with the most wonderful organization that has your back, uh, the Teamsters. Follow them on Twitter at Teamsters. Like them on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Teamsters. Want to know the coolest thing about St. Pete Clearwater? We'll give you a hint. It's not the beach. It's Central Ave. This is St. Pete at its funkiest, foodiest, and most fun. It's where street art meets sidewalk cafes and one-of-a-kind boutiques, where everyone is welcome, even dogs, and where the coolest craft breweries meet the city's hottest nightlife. So think outside the beach. Get to know St. Pete's coolest street and experience centralave.com. Want to know the coolest thing about St. Pete Clearwater? We'll give you a hint. It's not the beach. It's Central Ave. This is St. Pete at its funkiest, foodiest, and most fun. It's where street art meets sidewalk cafes and one-of-a-kind boutiques, where everyone is welcome, even dogs, and where the coolest craft breweries meet the city's hottest nightlife. So think outside the beach. Get to know St. Pete's coolest street and experience centralave.com.